Hello and welcome to Girls Lifted Up, the podcast. I'm your founder and host, Claire Baccarella, here facilitating conversations with teen girls on how they navigate all aspects of life while facing the pressure to be perfect from society and social media. Are you ready to rise by lifting others? Our guest today is my friend, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. It's great to have you here. Hi, Claire. Thanks so much for having me. Now, before we get started in our conversation, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. So um, my name is Ashley. I'm from the great state of Michigan. I just graduated with my associate's degree in education. So next year I will be in uh, the public schools in the Lansing area, substitute teaching. I'm also a competitor in the Miss America organization where I've had the opportunity to develop my social impact initiative, similar to Girls Lifted Up. Mine is called From Readers to Leaders, and we focus on bridging the literacy gap, um, particularly in lower income neighborhoods, as well as advocating for teachers. Love that. You're doing awesome things. So today's topic is an interesting one. I think we probably all need to hear. Um, It's being a consumer of social media instead of letting social media consume you. So first of all, Ashley, can you tell us just about your journey with social media? Yes. So I joined social media as soon as I got an iPhone right when I was 13, 14 years old. Um, So that's a really young age to kind of have free reign of the internet. And when you're given an iPhone, you have that. uh, And you also have social media with that. So I immediately joined uh, Facebook and then I immediately joined Instagram. And those were the two big social medias. pretty much throughout my high school period. Um, So I graduated in 2017. Um, I was a big, big user of social media. It really, at the same time that it uh, was introduced, became something that was also used for popularity. So it really began to be used in a different way in the school. Um, And it shifted from being a source of enjoyment to being something that you had to worry about. You had to worry about how many likes you had. You had to worry about how many followers you had. I'll, I'll never forget when I was 15 years old, I had four of those follower tracking apps so I could figure out who unfollowed me. And now looking back, I just realized how unnecessary all of that was. Um, so about 18 years old, I kind of realized that social media was incredibly, incredibly daunting. I deleted all of it, just cold turkey, Um, And I didn't use it for a few years. So that really goes to show there's two extremes to social media usage. There is being so invested in uh, watching every follower, every step that happens online. And then there's also just completely removing yourself entirely. And I don't think either is a good place to be. And that's really where balance comes into play, particularly with social media. Yeah, like I think with my social media journey, that's really what stemmed me to start Girls Lifted Up because with the likes and followers and things like that, I immensely struggled with that. And I really struggled with comparing myself to the other girls online, not even just celebrities and like models I would see on my feed, but girls I knew in real life. And I felt like that was almost worse because like I will, I was secretly like wishing I had as many followers as them or wishing I looked like them. And then I saw them in real life and it was, it was just weird. But, um, I remember when I first joined social media, I think I was even younger than you. And at some point I got on one of these 
Instagram group chats where it's with a bunch of strangers and they all send their Instagram posts. So you like them. And then like, all of a sudden I had like a thousand likes, a bunch of likes and like looking back now, it's so embarrassing to have been on one of those. Um, and I think so many people don't know about them, but it's, it's just one thing that's really embarrassing, um, looking back on my social media journey, but I think I've pretty much gotten a balance of good usage with it now. Um, but how do you balance the positives and the negatives of social media? A uh, biggest thing that I've been able to do for myself is to set limits. Um, it's really about reminding myself that social media is supposed to be something that's enjoying, like enjoyable. I'm supposed to be having a good time when I'm scrolling, it's literally made for entertainment purposes. So when I find myself crossing that line where I'm no longer being entertained and I'm no longer having fun, and maybe my mind is wandering, well, maybe if I lose a couple pounds or maybe if I, these intrusive thoughts start coming in, that's the limit for me. I will cut off my social media use for the rest of the day. And I know uh, social media is particularly addictive and it can be hard to just put it down. Uh, so something that I've also found useful is setting screen times on my phone. So uh, for instance, for Instagram, I only get an hour a day. And then once that hour is up, it's, it's shut down. And that's been a really healthy way to kind of create that balance. Oh, wow. That's a great like self-discipline. Like, I don't even know if I would be able to do that. Um, but I think that really recently, and this is going to tie into kind of my next question for you too, but recently it's been one of the worst times for me on social media that I can remember since like probably early high school. Um, just because like for us, the pageant local season is coming up and something I struggle with so, so much, which is why I started Girls Lifted Up is again, comparing myself to the other girls. And when you're in that competition space, it can happen where you're seeing what the girls you're competing with are doing on social media who they're hanging out with, what they're doing. And honestly, it's just really distracting and draining from your journey and from the headspace you need to be in to be your best self for competition. So in, in recent kind of weeks, I have not in a mean way, like I haven't unfollowed anyone, but I've muted people just so I don't see their posts. Because when I do see their posts, I find myself being like, wow, am I doing enough? And then forgetting everything that I have been doing for my social impact initiative and putting into my pageant prep. So social media usage really does play a role into my pageant prep. And I was going to ask you um, if it plays a role in yours as well. Absolutely. So kind of same there. Um, a lot of my pageant preparation, uh, of course, it goes into interview and runway and all these things, but a lot of my stuff is simply just mindset work um, and really just getting in touch with who I am at heart. Um, when it comes to social media, that understanding that for, when it comes to even with our social impact initiatives, there is a push season and then there's a rest season. And I'm really just uh, able to remind myself that just because someone else is in their push season, doesn't mean that my push season isn't coming or doesn't mean that my rest season is going to end. And really putting it into perspective of you don't have to always be in a push season and you shouldn't always be in a push season has really allowed me to take a step back and say, okay, she is doing this amazing thing. What amazing thing can I do that's related to my social impact? So instead of trying to um, let that get in my head, I just kind of flip the script a little bit. No, that's amazing. And I feel like that's something that I actually needed to hear because I think for me and my social impact initiative, I don't know if I have that kind of season. I like space it out throughout the, the whole year. I want to be doing something with my social impact 
I mean, all the time, but when pageant prep or pageant time is coming up, I'm like, what did I really actually do? And like forgetting everything I did over the year. Um, but I love that you said that. Um, but if you could have a do-over and join social media again for the first time, what would you do differently? Um, immediately that just that mindset switch is so important when it comes to social media. When I joined the first time I came on with this mindset that social, I needed social media. I needed it to be someone, I needed it to become something. But now as an adult, I have more of this understanding that social media needs me without people like me. Cause we are the ones consuming the social media without the consumers. There would not, there wouldn't be a TikTok. There wouldn't be an Instagram. There wouldn't be Facebook. It's because of the active consumers and users of these platforms that they're able to be so successful. Yeah, totally. Um, it's so much of your mindset. And I think that part of it too, is you have to go on there and kind of figure things out for yourself before you can kind of set those boundaries for yourself on social media. So you said that you set limits for yourself, like on Instagram, you get an hour a day. So does it like, is that on your phone? It'll like not let you back into the Instagram app if you spend more than an hour. Is that just like in your head? Um, I, I usually keep track of it pretty well. Um, as far as like your phone, it's going to depend on your phone settings. Um, but to my understanding, they will shut down the app. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think I've ever really set like those kind of boundaries or limits for myself, like on my phone. Um, it's more of just, I don't want to be on my phone as much this day or whatever, but so much of that is difficult too, because of how much of the like productive things that I'm doing on social media, on my phone, I'm on my phone a lot, but it's because I'm editing documents. I'm on Canva. I'm doing marketing. I'm recording, you know, it's things like that. <laughs> so- yeah, that's totally the reverse end of it. And like I said, the hour's not a hard limit. That's really just for the hour is for me consuming uh, mostly on my personal, but a, a little bit on, on the other thing when I'm not really doing anything. Um, but when you're, when you're constantly creating, um, and you're producing content that takes you away from that consumer aspect of social media and kind of turns you to where you're producing the content that other people are, um, consuming. And I think that that kind of is its own thing and that can be its own thing. Yeah. I, I like that you set a limit for yourself on your personal Instagram too. And I probably need to do that because I honestly, I don't think I'm very conscious of how much time I'm spending on Instagram. Although I think most of my time is spent on TikTok (laughs) nowadays. Um, But just overall, what impact has social media had on your mental health? Um, Especially when I was a young girl growing up, social media had a very negative impact on your health, on on mental health specifically. When when we begin to talk about things like filters, that was about 2016 when that really started coming out on Snapchat that totally alter someone's appearance. And then we put that in the hands of young teenagers. There are going to be uh, issues with your self-appearance. There's going to be issues with your body image. That's just something that's bound to happen. And I think it's the responsibility of some of the platforms to kind of, not maybe not control, but to monitor exactly the kinds of filters and things that are being put on their platforms. Because a, a filter in which you make uh, yourself uh, black and white per- for instance, as a background, like that's okay. That's not changing anything, but I literally used a TikTok filter. Didn't even mean to accidentally clicked on it. Gave me a full face of makeup. I did not want that. I didn't ask for that. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think like on FaceTime, I don't know if it's a phone update or something, but when I go on a FaceTime and it's like calling the person, it shows me in the reflection. I'm like, that doesn't even look like me. Like, I swear it looks like it edited my eyes or something. I totally look off. I think the phone just like totally warps your perception of yourself, but yeah, filters have been very kind of harmful to my mental health as well. And I've always been super insecure about my forehead because I didn't know it growing up, but I knew it when I started getting comments on social media, people told me I had a big forehead. I still get those comments on TikTok even now. So like even as recently as in the last two years, if I'm going to post on Instagram, I'll like download Facetune and see if I can make my forehead smaller. It has never worked out. Not any of my photos on my Instagram feed are Facetuned, but probably some some of them have gone through the app. Maybe I tried. <laughs> never works out. And I, I hate that it's kind of had that effect on me, but I think that now I'm able to look back on that and kind of just laugh because I'm not in that headspace anymore because I've set those limits for myself on social media. Oh, I wish I could look at my, my old Facetune photos side by side because that app lived on all of our phones in a hidden folder that nobody ever talked about, but everybody was using it. And just the fact that it was so taboo to talk about, but it was on everybody's phone just goes to show how really fake social media can be. Oh yeah, totally. And like so many of the like influencers, like I'm willing to bet almost all of them, all of their photos have gone through at least Facetune, if not Photoshop, um, things like that. It's just so harmful. I don't, I don't follow too, too many influencers anymore. (laughs) I, um, a lot of, I think taking control of the effects of social media on my mental health is who I follow. And I love, especially like on my girls lifted up page, I follow lots of similar types of pages that post inspiring content and just mental health content. And that's really been able to kind of shift what I'm seeing on social media into more positives. Um, If or when you have children, at what age would you allow them to join social media? Oh, that is a loaded question. You know, I think that is something that will depend um, on how social media is transformed, because I don't think my parents gave me social media access at 13 with the understanding that it was what it was. And that was just the transformation that they had seen through one generation. Um, Through the next generation, I predict that social media is going to change even more. If we don't start to see regulations, it's going to be just as, if not more toxic. And for that reason, I would probably have my children wait until they were in their teen, like in their teens to really have that access after years of healthy conversations about what it is, how to be safe on the internet, because it really just is a blank abyss. You can get into any, almost anything on the internet. It is a really useful tool, but at the same time, it also needs to be used appropriately. And training with that um, is something that can be really helpful. Yes, totally. And I mean, it's the same with my mom. I think I joined social media. Maybe I was in sixth grade or fifth grade. I know that if she knew like what I was getting into, like she wouldn't have let me get into it at such a young age. But I think there's a huge hurdle to overcome there because of social media being so new. Our parents didn't grow up with it. They don't know how to navigate it. They can't share that information with us firsthand. And that's why I think it's so important to be able to be real, raw, and 
like talk about your struggles with social media. So younger girls who maybe are experiencing the same things can realize this is normal. What's your biggest piece of advice for someone who has let social media consume their life? Um, you know, deleting it for a little bit is a good idea. It's, it helps remedy the situation. It's a quick fix to immediately get rid of the problem. On the other hand with that, if that, if that's the route that you choose to go, you would also want to be doing some kind of mindset work. So when you do eventually rejoin social media, because like we said, it is a very helpful tool. It helps connect people. Uh, it's connecting us right now. Um, uh, during that absence, it would just be important to maintain uh, proper understanding about how to use social media and the internet moving forward in a healthy way. And there's nothing wrong with reaching out for help, asking your peers, asking uh, people older than you, your teachers, your counselors, they're all really great people to kind of set up a social media plan with if you choose to rejoin it at some point. So in my case, I deleted it for probably about nine months or so. And then when I rejoined, I realized exactly how much I had missed. And if it weren't for that mindset work, it would have been really easy to just slip right back in the little cracks. But as soon as I rejoined, I changed my following. I deleted and uh, changed my feed entirely. And I just set forth the expectations uh, of what I wanted my social media to look like going forward. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. Um, and I, I'm curious, I know that for the most part you have like you have your boundaries set on social media, but do you ever have like days where you don't follow your boundaries or days where you're maybe letting social media consume your life too much? Oh, of course. And I, I think we can all have those days. It's part of what makes us human and part of what makes us consumers of social media. Um, but just that understanding that we can bounce back immediately. Um, and maybe if you consumed too much one day, uh, kind of give it up in the next few days to kind of regain that balance in your life. Um, so I know for me, if I spend a lot of time on my phone, I will immediately um, either schedule a gym class for the next day or go on a walk the next day. And that's just kind of how I counter um, that screen time and that usage. Yeah, that's great. I think it's all about balance. And, you know, sometimes like during the summer, I'm like, wow, I'm on my phone so much, but then the school year starts and I'm like, I have no time to be on TikTok at night before I go to bed. So it totally depends on your schedule, but I don't think I could go a day without at least a couple TikToks. I love TikTok. <laughs> um, but Ashley, thanks so much for joining us today. Can you go ahead and let our listeners know what you're up to and where we can find and support you online? Of course. So I have a couple local competitions coming up. They will be in late July. Um, so I'm competing for Miss Spirit of the uh, State and Miss Great Lakes Bay. They are at the same competition weekend. I am on social media. It is uh, Ashley Setnarowski and then Ashley Setnarowski MAO is the Miss America account where you can find me and from readers to leaders. Uh, Claire, thank you so much for having me on. It was a great time kind of sharing my experiences and getting to lift some girls up. No, thank you so much for being here. I totally appreciate it. You're doing amazing things and I can't wait to be able to cheer you on at your upcoming competitions. And if you are listening and are a teenage or college age girl and would like to have a conversation with me on my podcast, send me a direct message on my Instagram at girlsliftedup. Thanks again to Ashley for joining us and thank you for listening. See you next time on Girls Lifted Up, the podcast.